재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Bringing you stimulating discussions on current affairs Discover the best of news and current affairs Primetime on TBS EFM Yeah, even from my own memory, uh, living in the United States, uh, when President Bill Clinton uh, was in power and somewhat always associated with Tony Blair, sort of this uh, new labor, as they called in the UK and in the US, the Democratic Leadership Council, this uh, uh, centrist blue dog democratic model of of governing uh, It uh, certainly has been debated uh, years from now as to how effective it ultimately was. But in terms of being away from at least the uh, the consciousness in terms of an active role in politics, uh, what's been the reaction to uh, his possible return to politics from the public as well as from uh, the politicians that are in power right now? Well, I don't think the public have picked up on it yet. Okay. I think the political class and, and journalists have certainly picked up on it. Um, he's never stopped being kind of a big story for uh, the British media. Uh, and he's never stopped being either a kind of inspiration or a hate figure for something yeah. in politics. Um, I think uh, as far as MPs are concerned, um, I think some people would regard this as, you know, Tony Blair once again, you know, thinking he's more important than he is uh, nowadays. Uh, some people, I think, will uh, will perhaps um, think of it a little bit more positively because, after all, Blair is a, still a fantastic political communicator. Um, he still has perhaps something to contribute, so they may they may well listen to him. Uh, on the other hand, there will be some people, particularly in the Labour Party, and particularly on the left of the Labour Party, who really don't want Tony Blair anywhere near that party anymore. 
It's an interesting situation, again, because of the parallels that we've seen recently in the U.S. uh, presidential election where we had a figure, uh, Hillary Clinton, of course, associated with that past with, I I suppose you can say, the Tony Blair era. And uh, you have somewhat and you can correct me if I'm wrong. The Labor Party right now would be sort of in the mold of if uh, Bernie Sanders was far more influential and he would like to kind of pull that back more to the middle is that is that sort of uh, an accurate uh, yes assessment? i mean i think i think that's a that's a that's a very good analogy i mean some people would say that actually tony blair may even have given up on the labor party and may even be thinking in the long term um not of actually running but uh, of um helping to create a new uh, more centrist Social Democratic Party, because he does feel that there is this vacuum, if you like, at the centre of British politics now. Um, we have UKIP making all the running on the, the sort of far right side. We have the Conservatives being pulled over in that direction. Mm. We have the Labour Party um, going in, as you say, the sort of Bernie Sanders, more socialist direction. And that actually leaves a lot of voters with, with nowhere to go. And, and Blair and, and some others would suggest actually there is an opening there for a new party. When you uh, mentioned Tony Blair and his ability to communicate, and uh, again, this is something he shared with President Clinton, but as we saw uh, with uh, Hillary Clinton and her run through the uh, president, communication skills or not, there was decidedly, uh, I suppose, an underswelling of anger of how the elites have run things for decades. And you wonder if the um, the UK voters or just the people that be that are paying attention to politics would feel the same way as far as um, this uh, potential rejection of a return of Tony Blair. Well, I think that is a good point. You see, Tony Blair is often, I think, associated with that political class that populist politicians are always criticizing. One of the things that uh, people uh, don't like about Tony Blair is that after he stepped down from the premiership, um, he joined the kind of international lecturing and the advising and consulting circuit and made himself a ton of money uh, and <laughs> uh, seems in some people's eyes anyway to be symbolic, if you like, of that almost kind of plutocratic class of, of politicians, which is in, uh, divorced from, from ordinary people. And that is, of course, um, what Donald Trump um, mobilized on so effectively during the presidential election and was able to to call Hillary Clinton part of that very same political class. And just to be clear for our listeners, he's decidedly on the stay side of things as far as uh, the question of uh, the Brexit. Uh, is there any way, if he does make a comeback in whatever form it takes, that he could affect the uh, negotiation process with the EU? Well, I mean... <laughs> It's possible um, that some people will um, listen to him. He, after all, was prime minister at a time when our relationship with Europe was far more constructive than it had been before and (laughs) has become since. Uh, So he is a man who knows how to do business with Europe, and we do have to do business with Europe somehow. Um, We have to avoid many people would say this so-called hard Brexit, where we simply leave the single market, we leave the customs union, we fall off this so-called cliff edge into who knows what. And and perhaps Tony Blair, uh, with his network of contacts and, of course, with his experience, may be able to help Britain avoid that particular fate. 
um, it'll be a difficult thing because, as I say, he's either not taken seriously or, um, for many people, he's become something of a hate figure. Mm. But there are people around in, in the governing class uh, and, indeed, perhaps even in uh, in the, the civil service as well who, who take Tony Blair, um, you know, as he probably deserves to be, um, quite seriously. And uh, in ushering this era of new Labour uh, towards the, uh, uh, the latter half of the uh, Bill Clinton presidency, it also overlapped, of course, with the uh, uh, the first few years of the George W. Bush presidency, and most people will remember in history, uh, after uh, the 9-11 terrorist attacks, uh, Tony Blair very prominently uh, the uh, the strongest ally of George W. Bush in that push to uh, ultimately invade Iraq in 2003. Uh, that remains a large part of his legacy, and I think as you've alluded to it as being sort of a figure of hate to certain people of the public. Is that relevant uh, to today's voters? You think that that's that one single issue? Well, I think voters have um, quite long memories for you know particularly salient uh, issues, and as far as most people are concerned, if you say Tony Blair. Uh, they will think Iraq war. Mm. I'm afraid it's something that however much he himself tries to get away from, it will be, if you like, one of the things carved on on his headstone eventually, just as Brexit will be for for David Cameron, the former British Prime Minister. Um, Having said that, I mean, Tony Blair presided over uh, a government which itself presided over unprecedented uh, economic growth in this country. Um, you know, the same government poured uh, a lot of money, actually quite successfully, into health uh, and education. So there are all sorts of reforms on the domestic front that many people um, will uh, or could remember him positively for. The, the problem is, is that the association with George Bush in particular and the invasion of Iraq is something that many people simply just don't feel that they can forgive him for. Right. You know, for our younger listeners, and this is, we're getting close to holiday season, uh, this one image of Tony Blair may be in the popular culture, the uh, depiction by Hugh Grant in uh, the movie Love Actually, which a lot of people associate uh, with a younger Tony Blair. At the end of the day, in your view, uh, has this entire 10-minute discussion just simply been speculative, or do you feel that um, there is something there, that uh, Tony Blair will indeed, in whatever shape or form, will have some influence uh, in UK politics going forward? Well, look, um, you know, he's an extremely uh, experienced politician. He's a a brilliant communicator. Um, He has got a a lot of staff. He has got a lot of friends. Um, It is possible that if he, you know, plays this wisely, um, you know, people will begin to listen to him again. And after all, this is a very, very big issue. At the moment, the public seem reasonably content with the decision they made back in June. But of course, if things begin to get very, very difficult uh, in the world and the economy uh, in particular doesn't respond as well to Brexit as some of its advocates might hope, then it is possible that people will begin to look for alternatives and perhaps, um, you know, Tony Blair can, can help in supplying those alternatives. He isn't the alternative, but maybe he can get a dialogue uh, or a discussion going. Very interesting. Professor Bale, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you.